Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I'm still your host. In today's episode, I have an interview with Christina, who is the founder, president, CEO of Jab Media, which is a super cool full-service PR agency that she actually started during quarantine. Christina's story is so inspiring because it's kind of a little crazy. She moved to LA right after college graduation knowing no one and just really tried to make a life for herself out there and she's been in so many different places since then it's such a great listen and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it before we hop into it let me show you my personal and professional highlights for the week so my personal highlight for the week is that it's honestly just been a super chill week like we had a snow a snowstorm this week so it's been really great for me to just be able to relax kick back and A lot of the things from my sorority internship were kind of over this week or like were in between stages so I didn't have to do a lot regarding that. Basically I just really got to relax and recharge this week which was really great to do because I haven't really had a lot of free time lately. As far as my professional highlight, I got rejected for a job this week and I know that's not really a highlight. I feel like that's more of a low light but I want to share it with you guys just so you guys like get to know me a little bit more and know like what's I'm faced with. I'm definitely faced with a lot of rejection and I'm sure that a lot of you guys are as well. It's a hard time to be job searching and even if you're not job searching right now, I'm sure you know what it's like to face rejection. So I just wanted to share that with you guys so you know it's normal and so we're kind of all in this together. So all of that being said, I really don't have much to tell you guys today except make sure to go enter our giveaway on Instagram at touchingbase underscore PR follow us over there so you're updated on all the no's of touching base pr edition and enjoy the episode with christina hello do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself sure hi thank you again for having me i'm so excited to um be joining you today um my name is christina nazo and i'm the president and founder of jab media Amazing. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a hot seat segment so everyone can get to know you a little bit more. So the first question I have for you is inspired by the weather today. So it's snowing outside and I'm curious, what is your ideal snow day? (laughs) An ideal (laughs) snow day. That's a great question. Um, I think an ideal snow day has to have some hot chocolate integrated into there somewhere. Um, and maybe, you know, if it's a, if it's a pretty type of fluffy snow, maybe sledding, if that's an opportunity somewhere (laughs) growing up in Buffalo, New York, that would be my ideal snow day is, you know, we're pretty used to the snow up there. (laughs) Buffalo is super snowy. I went to college in Binghamton, so it's still South of that, but definitely got exposed to the snow for four years. (laughs) Yeah. So you're very familiar. (laughs) It's definitely interesting when it snows. (laughs) But I feel like, honestly, I feel like upstate, they have a pretty good handle on the snow. So it never gets too, too bad, I don't think. That's very true. (laughs) So the second question I have for you is, what is one of your favorite quotes? Wow, one of my favorite quotes. I have to say, um, you know, giving context to Jab Media, uh, I am also, I box. Um, so obviously one of the late great, um, you know, boxers of our time is Muhammad Ali. And he always said, you know, fall seven times, get up eight. 
And I think that's a quote that could resonate with a lot of people right now because, you know, we're, we're in interesting times um, and everybody is dealing with, you know, what's going on in the world and in their different ways. And it could be easy to just kind of get in that rut and feel a little down in whatever way that may be, whether it's, you know, having to take online classes instead of going in person or, you know, whether it's a lot bigger than that. Um, so, you know, it just kind of inspires me every time I hear that quote to just, you know, even if it's baby steps, just continue to keep trucking forward, keep doing what you can do, keep controlling what you can control and kind of let go of the rest and just, you know, keep a strong mind. Um, and yeah, just keep moving forward. Yeah. I think that's so important, especially in the time period we're in right now. I think that it's definitely taught everyone to be a little bit more resilient and to just keep pushing through. Um, I'm actually looking at my 2021 vision board right now. It's my computer desktop right now. And the one that I'm looking at is Band-Aids Don't Fix Bullet Holes by Taylor Swift. That's a good one. And I remember I put this on my vision board because I feel like in 2020, I was just patching so many things together as everything kind of crumbled down around us. Um, (laughs) So I feel like in 2021, I just want to be like searching for more permanent solutions to whatever may happen and just really focus on getting everything together. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too. I mean, it is important, you know, to not also not ignore what's happening around, you know, going to that Band-Aid quote, it's like to just continue moving forward with classes or with your job or with your personal life and just kind of ignoring what hap- what's happening in the world around you doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for you. You know, you have to make sure that you are also taking that time to feel what you have to feel and experience what you have to experience in order to, you know, move on in a way that's he- healthy for you. So that's a really great quote too. Right. I was just about to say allowing yourself to feel is so important. So now moving more into the PR focus questions. My first question for you is just, can you talk a little bit about where you went to college and what you got a degree in? Sure. Um, So I actually went to West Virginia University. um, And it's funny because when I first went there, I was actually, I started off as a social work major. Um, And then, you know, being completely honest, I didn't even know what PR was when I first went to college. I came from a very, you know, we, I came from a blue collar family. Um, I wasn't entirely familiar with even the communications industry that in depth. Um, but I started meeting new people. I started, you know, learning a lot while I was already at West Virginia, um, and ultimately ended up switching my major to PR. Um, and yeah, I mean, the rest is history. I've been in PR ever since, um, I had a communications minor, um, and it's something that I just, you know, looking back on my life as something it's always been of interest to me is, you know, not even just reputation management in terms of public relations, but also just communications in general between human beings and like the psychology behind that and, you know, different approaches to how you communicate with team members and leadership. It all is kind of an interlying wheel that continues to feed each other, to feed itself. And it's really interesting to me. So been down that path ever since. (laughs) I think going off of what you said about communications and just the way people interact, I think that 
so often we can confuse like being interested in that with like a degree in science or social work like you were originally doing. I know my original path, I wanted to be a doctor and I was like, I love watching people and I love like being around people and helping people. And so then when I kind of stumbled around PR, I was like, wow, this really doesn't relate to anything I was interested in doing when I was in high school. And then, you know, you think back on it and it's kind of like every little thing in your life did lead you to this moment. And it all leads up once you understand what you're really meant to do. Yes, that is entirely, entirely true. There's actually this Steve Jobs. I recommend this to everyone. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, Google this. Uh, Steve Jobs Stanford commencement speech. Um, And it's just so well said. But one of the one of the points that he makes in it um, really resonates with me. And he talks about having the dots connect. And he talks about how when he was going to Stanford, he dropped out and then he started taking classes he was just kind of interested in. So he took this calligraphy class. And at the time, he had no idea why he was taking a calligraphy class. He just thought it was cool. And then, you know, connecting the dots, looking back on his life, he realized that taking that calligraphy class, he ultimately integrated that beautiful typography into the Mac. And so the computers may not look the way they look today if he didn't take that class. So, I mean, I think that's a really good point is just like, you know, you follow your interests and then once you look back on everything, everything makes sense, but you just kind of have to stay clear to what you really want in your true path. And then everything ultimately does end up making sense. (laughs) Right. And I think for me personally, it's so crazy, like looking back and at how everything connects. And I think what I find so wild to me is that the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college, I was in Washington, D.C. with my friend and we went to a psychic. And this was before I had even considered switching my major from science to PR, like had not even considered anything. And she told me, she said, one day I see you having your own firm and it's going to be very creative based and it's going to, you're going to be doing a lot of research. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like that was nothing of what I was trying to do. And then I found myself, I was like puzzling these pieces, putting these pieces together. And I was like, I mean, I guess like a doctor could have their own place and like my office could be decorated pretty creatively. (laughs) And then the next, probably within a month of that, I had my like midlife crisis. I always call it, except I was 20 years old and didn't know what I was doing. But my midlife crisis where I was like, I don't want to be a doctor. And then I look back on that psychic reading a year later, I like was just like looking through my notes on app on my phone to see what I wrote down. And I was like, that's so interesting. That is interesting. It sounds like she knew. (laughs) She knew before I did. (laughs) That's funny. So now moving out of college, how did you end up in your first job and then kind of walk me through your journey to, I guess, right before COVID hit and right before you started job? Sure. Sure. Um, so I definitely do not recommend my approach to, uh, uh, college graduates. I graduated, um, from West Virginia and I bought a one-way ticket to Los Angeles, uh, a few weeks later with no job lined up and I never even visited Los Angeles before. So, uh, very ambitious of me, (laughs) but I got there, um, and I knew, I always knew that I wanted to work in PR agencies. And my idea was that I would go to LA and I would represent celebrities. 
this is also during a time where, you know, this girl from Buffalo, I went to school in West Virginia, I had no connections in Los Angeles. And I'm going against, you know, other people who are applying for the same jobs who have aunts and uncles who work for E Entertainment or CAA or, you know, the big agencies. So the odds were definitely not in my favor, but I was completely relentless. Um, I got a job immediately at a bar. And even through the people that I met in the bar, as I was interning at this other place, I just continued to network in every possible way that I could. Um, I found events online that were networking events in the PR industry, and I would go by myself, um, print up a bunch of business cards, and just walk up to them, walk up to strangers, introduce myself, um, which, you know, when I would hear people talk like this, I would think, how do they do that? That sounds so scary, and I'm here to tell you it certainly is, um, but, you know, you, it's just something that you have to just do. Um, so I just pretty much networked um, as much as I humanly could, um, ultimately found myself in entertainment, um, and I was in it for three years, where I represented a bunch of different celebrities, um, mainly in TV, and then I transitioned more into lifestyle a few years after that, meaning I started working more with hotels and restaurants, um, you know, different wellness clients. And that's pretty much the route that I've taken ever since. Um, I ultimately ended up being in LA for about seven years. Um, I ended up in San Francisco for a bit. And then now I'm based in New York City. Um, and all throughout that time, I had been at several different PR agencies that specialized mainly in, you know, the travel, hospitality, wellness field. That is so <laughs> crazy that you just picked up and moved your whole life to LA with no idea of what you were going to do. <laughs> I totally commend you for that though. That's definitely something that is so scary to do. Like kind of what was going through your head when you were doing that? Nothing, nothing. Was <laughs> going. <laughs> the only thing going through my head was that, I mean, I knew that I would, I knew that it would be good for me. And I knew that even if I went and even if I failed, at least I went and tried it. Um, you know, like I kind of touched upon earlier, my family, where I'm from in Buffalo, you know, weren't really big travelers. They weren't really people who went out and did things like that. You know, my entire extended family is here. Um, so at the time, going to LA just sounded crazy, but it was something that I just really wanted to challenge myself to do. Um, and what better time than the present? So I didn't want to wait. So that's why I bought the one-way ticket. <laughs> I kind of like, I totally resonate with that. It's kind of something like, I just want to pick up and go somewhere. Um, it's a little hard right now because of COVID and all of that. And it's like, I keep, I keep applying to jobs in like the most random places. Like a few weeks ago, I was on this big kick of, I want to go to Hawaii. So I just started applying to all these jobs in Hawaii that even if I got them, I wouldn't be able to afford to live in Hawaii on those salaries. But my friends were like, Hey, Jamie, like, do you know your parents, do your parents know you're applying to all these places? And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to pick up and go somewhere one day. Yep. I could certainly relate to that. <laughs> but going back to something you said, you were going to all these networking events and you had your business cards with you. And I think that business cards can be really scary if you like don't have a job. And I think that people don't really know what to put on their business cards. So what did you have on those business cards? Sure. 
Um, I mean, luckily now, so that was like 10 years ago. And I want to say, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say that was before like the moo.coms of the world. Um, so, you know, I think that my recommendation for business cards for when, you know, in-person events are happening again, um, get a really good quality one. So don't like moo.com specifically, I believe like, I forget exactly how much it is. Say it's $20 for 20 cards or something like that. You know, obviously you're not going to get like as massive as a stack of, as a different organization that, you know, offers them, but they're thick, they're glossy, they're really nice, and it leaves a good impression. And they come with these preset options that you could just plug and play in terms of what should be on it. I understand. It's like, you know, you may not have your first job yet. You may still be in college and you don't really want to call yourself a communications professional. Like, you know, there's all these different industry terms that you're not quite sure what to use. Um, so I would recommend just keeping it simple. Um, put your name on it, obviously first and last name, put your cell phone number on it, put your email address, even if that's just a Gmail or your school address, and then you could just put communication specialist. Um, and that's really all you need. If you want, you could get a little more fancy and you could, you know, say, put Los Angeles, New York or whatever city you're in. You could even put multiple cities if you're back and forth from other ones. But I think the most important part from that is making sure that you continue to keep that connection. Um, there's been so many times myself as a mentee and then also as a mentor, um, you know, speaking at different colleges or universities or wherever I may be, there's usually a handful of people that will email you after the event. A few weeks after it, there may be two people who will keep in contact with you. A few months after that, no one. So just thinking about those odds, if you meet someone who has your dream job or works at your dream company, if you continue that communication over the span of a few months, that's something that will automatically make you stand out compared to anyone else. So the most important part I would say is just making sure that you nurture those relationships. Yeah, I think that's something I always talk about is following up with those connections and making sure that you're staying in touch. And I think the easiest way to do this is by finding like a little bit of a personal connection to that person, even if it's just like a, hey, I just moved to LA and I need restaurant recommendations. And then they can give you those rec restaurant recommendations. And then you can follow up like, oh my God, I tried this restaurant. And just finding those little personal tick marks that will allow you to follow up without you just having to follow up when you have nothing to say. <laughs> exactly. And I think another good one too is just industry news too. So say, you know, whatever it's, uh, say the hospitality industry. Um, and this person, you really want to move to LA and this person lives in LA and that's how you met them. Um, you see that Eater writes about some new restaurant opening or you see on you know, an industry publication that some PR firm just signed some big hospitality account, you could reach out to that person, send the link and say, hey, I'm sure you saw this, but I thought this was really interesting, just wanted to share. And something as simple as that could say, you know, it, it tells the person on the other end, wow, this person really is on it. And they're really interested. So yeah, that's it really is just making sure that the person knows that you are willing to stay in touch with them and willing to be a contact for them to have and just Definitely. making sure that your name is constantly sticking out in their head. Definitely. So now let's talk about the beginning of quarantine and all of COVID coming down and then you starting Jab Media. 
Sure. Um, so yeah, the last agency I was at prior to COVID hitting, we specialized predominantly in travel PR. Um, so our clients were mainly hotels and like hotel brands, private jet companies, things of the such. Um, so obviously with the onset of COVID when travel completely stopped, um, you know, the travel and hospitality industry, we were hit very hard and very early on. Um, so we were faced with a massive round of layoffs at my agency and across all agencies and all communications departments across the travel and hospitality world. Um, so, you know, I was one of those people who were, who was laid off during that time. Um, and it was hard, it, it was hard and it was, um, definitely something that none of us could have predicted. Um, and it was something that happened so quickly um, you know, within the span of two weeks, I want to say, you know, almost all the clients were gone and then obviously employees followed. Mm -hmm. um, so I took time after that to really kind of think about what I wanted to do. I wanted to be strategic about my next steps. Um, and I also wanted to take the time to learn a little bit more on um, PR. I think the future will be a lot more integrated with PR marketing and social media mm -hmm. than just siloed earned media PR. I think it's going to get a bit more of a blend um, and integrated with all three. So I decided to take some online classes um, just to refresh my marketing skills. So I did some online marketing and branding and social media marketing classes. And then I really just wanted to bring something creative to this world. Um, you know, in PR, we are creative, we're writing a lot, we're, you know, establishing a lot of relationships. But I thought it would be so much fun to come up with a concept that kind of married some of the things that I loved most, which is boxing. I love boxing. Mm -hmm. um, and I also love PR and I love relationships. I love helping businesses reach their goals. I love um, particularly, you know, during this time, we see so many businesses that are taking a turn to be more mission driven, which I greatly appreciate and love to work for businesses like those. Um, and also, you know, businesses that are already established that want to go more down that road. Um, and then we're also seeing a lot of startups. We're seeing a lot of wellness brands doing really great. So I took it as an opportunity to really bring something to life that could hit all of those buckets. Um, that's why I came up with the name Jab Media because jab is punch. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I purposely uh, intentionally named it Jab Media because it also could be more, it could be more, it could be more of a creative house. It could, it could integrate design. It could integrate social media, it could integrate marketing. It could be more than just a traditional PR agency, um, which is the direction I think the industry is going in. So yeah, we formally launched in October, 2020, and it's been really incredible ever since. Yeah, it's so awesome that that was a project that was, I guess, started in quarantine. I think that um, now I, we're seeing so many things that have been in the making for months and months and months, and they're all just starting to pop up. And it's amazing what people can put together when there's really nothing else to do. Did you ever have that plan to origi originally have your own firm one day or was it not something on your radar until it had to be? When I was in college, I always thought I would have my own agency. Um, 
But once I was in the agencies, you learn so much and they're so great for teamwork and team development. And they're pretty much an already well-oiled machine. So what I found is that once I was already working in agencies, I actually really like working in an agency. Um, so I think there are advantages to both of them. And I think that, you know, once quarantine hit and essentially there were no opportunities for me at the level in which I was looking for, um, my first thought was to start my own agency. Um, so I think it's kind of a combination of both. Yeah, I think that it takes a lot of um, confidence and courage to put your foot forward and to finally start an agency because it is something that is scary to do. It's kind of like a, what if I don't get any clients? What if it's not successful? Anything like that. And I think that if it's not something that was ever on your radar, it can be really, really scary. So that's why I like to ask, like, was it on your radar? And knowing that it was and then it wasn't kind of speaks a lot to your character and kind of going back to like your original ideas and it's definitely hard and I commend you for doing that and putting your foot forward to finally start that and now being four months into officially launching um it's really incredible what you guys have done since then thank you yeah I mean it goes back to what we were saying earlier just kind of you know you think that you could control what you can control and you know, you just keep going in the direction that you feel is best for you. And somehow amazing doors were open where you thought there were only walls. Right. And I think that the walls open up and you can knock down walls all the time. And it's really a matter of getting the confidence to knock down those walls. Yeah. I mean, I think confidence is really key. And I think that you know, obviously the more experience you get, the more confidence you'll have. But I think there are also tons of different books and podcasts and things of such to listen to as well that can kind of, you know, I know, I know college people as well as people who have been in the industry for 20 plus years, you know, confidence is a big thing that is a challenge to many people. Um, imposter syndrome is a real thing. And so I think, you know, for anyone listening who really wants to build upon those skills to really just look into different resources because there are tons of different books and it's totally normal to always, you know, feel scared if you're going for a particular interview or, you know, you have a big presentation or whatever it may be, but there are little things that you could do that can make it look like you don't feel the way you feel inside. So I definitely encourage, uh, people to seek out those resources. Imposter syndrome is so, so, so real. I think that especially like for me right now, it's, I graduated college two months ago, so I'm still looking for a full-time role. And in the meantime, I'm working at Bloomingdale's just like as a retail associate. And I think yesterday, um, just two girls that I had went to high school with came in and they were like, oh, I didn't know you worked here. And afterwards, I just like, I felt so weird about it. I was like, were they judging me? But like, no, they weren't like, mm -hmm. like I'm the one judging myself. Yeah. Not like having a role and seeing other people succeeding. And it's definitely something that like you need to calm down, like realize like that there's a time frame for everything and that everything will work out eventually. 
and that you cannot compare yourself to other people. Yeah. And I think, well, also congratulations on graduating two months ago. But I also think too, you know, we live in a world where everything happens so quickly. And, you know, here you're saying you just graduated college two months ago and you're, you know, judging yourself for not having some dream job within the first two months in the middle of a global pandemic on top of that. So, you know, I think I think what's coming out of this pandemic, hopefully, um, is and just with society in general is people just being a little bit kinder to themselves. You know, it's, it is totally okay to feel that way. I mean, we've all felt that way before, whether you're working at Bloomingdale's or whether, you know, it's something completely unrelated, you know, whether it's something about your body or something about, you know, who knows. Um, but everybody feels that way and it's, it's okay to feel that way, but, you know, and in instances where it involves work that you want to, you know, improve upon that, or even just, you know, personally gain upon some confidence skills. There are so many resources out there now. So that's always good. All these amazing podcasts and books and things. Right. And even just like talking to people that are in the same boat as you really, really helps. I know, like, even people that aren't necessarily in the same boat yet. I know I called my friend on my way home from work yesterday and I was like, I feel like they were judging me, but they probably weren't judging me. I think I'm just judging myself. And she was like, okay, great. Like glad you settled that one. And I was like, okay, great. Like we can go now. Bye. (laughs) Um, And it's really just sitting yourself down and listening to podcasts and listening to books and knowing like that you're, that there's nowhere else you should be. Yes. So now starting Jab Media, what was it like um, getting that together um, in a time where you really couldn't go out and meet people? So you were doing all of that over the internet and finding clients and what did all of that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. And I think for any business owner, it doesn't matter how long you do it, you learn something new every day. Um, so I, I mean, I always was interested in business in general. So thankfully I already had randomly read a bunch of books on the matter. Um, but that's what I continued to do. I essentially bought a few really great books, um, and just kind of like dove right into them. There were one, the one I believe off the top of my head, it's called, um, master the art of business, your personal MBA, I believe it's called. Um, and it really breaks it down really great into different chapters. Um, because prior to starting my own business, um, you know, accounting, the accounting department would handle certain things, you know, the, like there were just certain departments that I had never touched upon and just didn't even know anything about that. I quickly had to realize I had to step into those roles and I had to spearhead them and I had to know what was going on. Um, so I read a lot and then, you know, as conversations on, unveiled themselves, I just kind of continued to go with it. Um, very much the first few clients I had, it was a very big learning process just in terms of the back end, um, you know, the, the way the business actually runs. And I think, um, you know, when thinking of any type of startup, that's the way it usually goes. The founder is not the founder. The founder is the CEO, the CFO, the intern, the <laughs> everything in between. Um, so it really is 
also continually a balance between what goes into what aspect of the business. So, you know, obviously client work is a priority, um, but so is promoting your own business. So is making sure the finances are all set. So is content development. Um, you know, there's a lot of different buckets and a lot of different balls in the air that you have to continually juggle, um, you know, and you know, the world of PR, there's always things popping up in the middle of the day that takes priority over mm -hmm. the things you already thought were priority. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really fun. It's incredible because it's been a, an opportunity to, um, you know, to really contribute positively to businesses that I believe in, but also at the same time, you know, continue to work in teams, continue to produce exceptional results while at the same time, seeing it from a different angle that I haven't seen it in before. Um, so I encourage anyone who's thinking about starting any type of new business to just try to get as much information as you possibly can, whether that's podcasts, books, reading, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, but just don't get too caught up in the granular aspects of it that you get stuck. Um, cause that was, that was also something that I found I was doing in the beginning. I was getting so obsessed with some of the details of it that I wasn't executing. So for example, even just, you know, launching on social media, something that seems like it would be so easy. It's like, you know, you want your vision to come out perfect. You want the copy to be perfect. You want the aesthetic to be perfect. Um, but you got to just at some point dive off the diving board. And once you do that, it just becomes easier. Talking about social media and promoting your business, I think that's something that Job does well is really utilizing social media as a tool for other people and posting PR tips and everything on there and how to craft a subject line is one of the ones I was looking at earlier today. And I think that that is something that a lot of agencies struggle with their own social media mm -hmm. and to me, especially looking for somewhere to work, it's like when I pull up um, a company's social media, I want to see like, what is their team like? What are they putting out there for themselves? Like, are they in an environment where I'm going to be able to learn and I'm going to be able to grow? So it's so nice being able to see that on a company's social media. So what was kind of your mindset when creating that social media for job? Sure. Um, I get bored, honestly, when I look at other agencies, social media's channels, and it's just only clients. Um, so I knew that wasn't the route that I wanted to take. I mean, obviously, it's very important, I think, to highlight your clients and celebrate accomplishments. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I don't think there's really that much longevity in it. Um, I think it's, I think it's nice to see news from clients. But when that's the main uh, news essentially that you're conveying on your channels, I personally get bored with it. So I wanted to do something that would engage other industry members, even beyond PR, you know, just entrepreneurs in general who are looking for marketing tips or, you know, business owners, um, new business owners, particularly too, um, who want to find a platform to network with other potential business owners. Um, so I, I approached it from that point of view, um, which is why on our, you know, social media, we take a very industry, industry news angle approach, I guess you can say. Um, whereas, you know, we do have very PR niche specific 
um, content, but we also have just, you know, entrepreneurial content in general. Um, and also our aesthetic as a company, you know, going back to our whole boxing theme, um, we're very trendy. We're very, you know, I, I didn't want it to be boring. I want it to be cool. I want people to look at it and think, wow, this is actually a really cool page. This is a social media agency. <laughs> this is a PR agency. This, you know, they do marketing. Um, so I wanted to create content that was actually engaging to people. Um, and a lot of the posts that I personally on my personal page repost are those that ha have bold colors. They have bold colors or, you know, they have just that like really cool black and white aesthetic um, and they say simple things and then, you know, that could go a long way. So we make all of our posts also with the idea in the back of our heads that it's shareable content and people would want to repost it, you know, put it back on their stories and that it could apply to a wide range of different people. Yeah, that's so awesome and definitely something that I look for on a company's social media is seeing are they creating content that's engaging for their audience because like you said just posting your clients is not totally engaging it doesn't engage people besides your clients so definitely being mindful of that and making sure that it is something that will be long lasting is really important and you guys do a great job of that thank you so now talking more about um I guess branding for jab um i love your website i think that everything is so correlated back to that boxing mission and i think that's so 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 great so kind of talk about being creative like that and coming up with all of those little pinpoints for things that you do thank you thank you for the compliment <laughs> um, yeah i think that you know the two things in my life that I've always been passionate about is boxing and um, communications. So I, I saw throughout, you know, my, my history working in several different PR agencies across North America, um, I saw some holes. And with Jab, those are the holes that I wanted to fill. So, for example, when I initially was thinking about how I wanted to present whatever the concept would be before I even thought of Jab Media, I thought, what is the message that I want to bring to people? What is, what's the vibe? You know, what do I want to represent? And going back full circle to the quote, fall down seven times, get up eight, you know, thinking about COVID and thinking about how many people have been affected across the world and thinking about the current times that we're in, I wanted to create something that was going to make people feel good and feel inspired to get up. You know, we were all knocked down, but I wanted to do something that made people think, wow, you know, here's another really incredible new business that's popping up despite the insurmountable circumstances against it. Um, so when I thought of that, I just automatically thought of boxing because a lot of the same values that are taught in the ring or with any sport um, really applies to real life and it really applies to the workforce. You know, mm -hmm. like there are going to be very, very, very many times that you do not want to do something. You are going to put off a project. You're going to put off making that phone call. You're going to, you know, procrastinate when you shouldn't be procrastinating. 
Um, but where the miracle happens really is when you push yourself beyond what you think you can do. And that's what's happened, you know, in the boxing ring, that's what happens in work. Um, and so I saw that correlation pretty clearly. And there was this one article I read in a Harvard Business Review book on mental toughness, which I highly recommend. Um, and it was by Graham Jones, and he was comparing those two very eloquently in this article. Um, and when he made that comparison, I saw the connection to Jab, and then I just decided to utilize my experience from my other agencies to make sure that that touch point came alive everywhere. So not just in, you know, internal messaging, but also on the website, you know, like what could I do that's really cool and sports related where mm -hmm. I could make that come to life? Um, what could I do on my social media channels that won't bore other industry people and make them actually want to visit the page? Um, so everything kind of came just from thinking of that overall concept first and then thinking about it um, in a strategic and more granular way um, and just kind of thinking, taking myself um, as the consumer down that line of sales and thinking about what each touch point would be and how I could make it cool and intriguing. Yeah. And it's so great that you are able to have um, every bit of branding in every aspect of your website. And I think Number one, it speaks to what you guys can do for clients and how you can integrate their branding into everything they do. And it also just makes, I think it makes you guys more reputable because you have that personal touch of this is what we can do for ourselves. Here's what we can do for you. Definitely. So now shifting away from starting your own business and all of that, what do you think is something that you really look for when, if you were bringing on staff or um, just like in a hiring process, what is something that stands out to you about um, someone applying for a job? I think that what really stands out to me is more so than experience is how passionate people are about, or not even passionate. I actually don't like the word passionate because I listen to all these speeches about all these people who have been passionate since they were born. And it's just too much. I think curious is a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, people who come in and just show that they're very interested in the position and, you know, they've done the research, um, and they're in tune with it. So for example, you know, if someone listening to this really wants to get in entertainment, for example, um, somebody who would come in and openly express, I love entertainment, you know, like I've been watching E! News since I was born. Like, this is something I can't believe what happened last week with so-and-so, you know, kind of tying in personal, um, a personal connection and also leveraging industry news, whatever industry that would be in to show that you're really interested. Um, also, I think specifically pertaining to PR, what everyone should be ready to answer in the first interview, whether the question is asked or not, is, you know, what routine do you do in the morning in terms of consuming your media intake? So like, what podcast do you listen to when you wake up? What news outlets do you read? Um, and really making sure that you tailor that, that answer to that specific industry. 
So, you know, if you're going down the financial route, making sure that you're talking about how you read Forbes every morning, Business Insider, as soon as you wake up, you know, Financial Times, things like that. Um, so really making sure that you tailor your approach to the specific place that you're interviewing with. And again, got to follow up as soon as you leave. Well, not as soon as you leave, but within the next 24 hours, make sure that you email them and thank them for their time. Um, some place, some firms that I've been at won't even consider someone if they don't send a follow-up email. So that's also equally important. I love that. And I love that you mention talking about where you consume your news. I think that that's a really important thing, especially if you're in PR and something else I've heard before is um, knowing kind of the journalists behind just the article you're reading and knowing who wrote that article and knowing more than just the big names. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, very good point. Outlets is one thing, but if you come in with some names, that's, that's going to be impressive. So I have two more questions for you. So the first one is, what is the biggest thing you recommend to someone in college or fresh out of college that wants to get a job in the PR industry? What is one thing that they should be sure they are doing? Um, it all comes down to networking. So I think in the current moment, if you're still in school, first of all, be kind, because that's the most important thing. Um, these people who are in your PR classes, journalism classes, whatever they may be, um, they're the people who are going to go out and work in the same industry as you. So A, networking with your peers and making sure that you're kind to everyone is an incredible step in the right direction already. Um, obviously, we're in very interesting times right now. So for those who are graduating or recently graduated or are looking for an internship, say, I think really leveraging online networks, um, you know, messaging people on LinkedIn and just saying, hi, listen, you know, I'm in college and I'm very interested in what you're doing. And I would love to just hop on the phone for five minutes with you and chat about what you do. And most of the time people will answer you if they're checking their LinkedIn. <laughs> if you can find their email, that's even better. But most of the time people will answer, you know, they want to help people. And again, going back to what we said earlier, staying in touch, even if it's been several months and you haven't followed up with that one person that you met who has that incredible job, just making sure that you find multiple touch points to continue to stay in touch with them. I think that that is probably the most important thing because most jobs are actually secured through networking. So I would definitely recommend to just hone in on those skills and make sure that you continue to go down the road with them. Yeah, I think it can be when you really find out how many jobs are just gotten through networking, I think it can seem like a really scary number. Um, <laughs> and I think knowing that just submitting your application is not going to be enough um, is a really scary thought. So making sure that you are networking and making those connections as early as you can is really, really important. Yes. But I also don't want to discourage people from just, you know, I mean, again, look at me. I went to LA. I had no connections at all. And I got this incredible job at this entertainment firm over thousands of people before me, you know, mm -hmm. so don't get discouraged. I would 
also, I would recommend to not even look at that number because it probably is very large because you can still do it without the networking. You can still do it, but it definitely makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it definitely does not hurt. to network. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so now my final question for you is looking back on everything you've done, moving straight to LA after college, working in a bunch of different places, starting your own business. Is there anything you would do differently? Um, I, I don't really think so. I don't really think like that in general. I don't focus on the past. Um, you know, I think the present is the perfect time to make any, you know, type of change that you want to make in your life, whether that's personal or professional. Um, and I'm thankful for all the things that happened because it's taken me to where I am today. Um, if I could do anything differently, Um, and I'm sorry, I guess the theme of this is networking (laughs) because I think the only thing that I probably would do, I mean, looking back on my career, I have met so many incredible people and worked with so many incredible businesses and even, you know, the people that I went to college with, even, you know, there's just been throughout my time in West Virginia and Buffalo and New York and San Francisco and LA, um, I I would have kept in better communication with a lot more people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that could, you know, again, whether it's for new business opportunities, whether it's just for a friend in the industry, whether it's a strategic soundboard to chat through something, whether they have really incredible opportunities for the future for some type of job, you know, you never know where it could be, even if it's just a good friend. Um, So just, you know, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to just make sure that, you know, even if you're an intern at some company where you feel like you're just a number, um, make just one or two connections at that firm and just stay in touch with them for as long Mm -hmm. as you can. And I promise it'll return. The theme is always networking. (laughs) Who I speak to when I've spoken with them. If I spoke to them on my own, if I spoke to them on the podcast, it's always, <laughs> what's your biggest advice? Talk to as many people as you can. It's yep. always, always, always networking. Yep. Yep. I agree. <laughs> well, Christina, thank you so much for being here and talking about your story and your advice and really sharing anything that you could about starting a business and getting a job in PR. It was so great talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love what you're doing. So kudos to you. And um, yeah, definitely stay in touch. Yes. And I will have all of Christina's links down below so you can go and stay in touch with her and Jab Media and everything that they are doing because it is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Thank you.